Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox, and today, my man, Brett Allen, social media, social selling guru, uh, is here to kind of drop some knowledge on you. His, his background, uh, obviously part of, part of that, you probably already know him. He used to be director of social selling at the Hartford, was part of Ricks and Clicks at Safeco. He's been in the industry for a very long time, now part of Boss Social. And with social selling being such a big thing right now and part, such a big part of our world, especially our little in, insurance world, I thought it was really important to have someone with that kind of perspective and experience and knowledge base on social selling. So Brett, Alan, thank you so much for being on, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I, partnering with Vertifor is always a pleasure. So let's start by, we kind of always do this. So let's start by kind of telling our listeners your journey. How did we end up here today? Like kind of we'll tell us your path, tell us your journey, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, first grade. No, just kidding. So <laughs> I, I actually probably would have to say I'm first and foremost a salesperson. I did full commission sales to pay for my college. Um, but then I thought, oh, I'm supposed to get a job. And so upon graduation, I actually ended up working as a technical communicator for a semiconductor software company. And I started buying real estate on the side. Fast forward about four or five years, I had quit my job because I was making more money in real estate. I owned three real estate related businesses when the market crashed in 2008. And Ouch. you know, if you remember that time period, that kind of was a, a rough couple of years. Yeah. It, you know, I didn't go bankrupt, but it pretty much took me down to ground zero. But out of the ashes from all of that, I discovered social media. And I remember at the time I had recently read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. Mm -hmm. And I realized, hey, if I could get on the front end of this social media thing, you know, the, the whole premise of that book is you can't just be smart. You got to be smart and in the right place at the right time. Right. And so I thought, hey, if I really understood the social media, there's got to be some sort of opportunity here. Well, within three years, I had become the top Washington Realtors technology trainer. I'd become an e-pro instructor at the national level. And I was really helping a lot of real estate professionals use social media at the agency level. Well, yada, yada, yada. I transitioned to the insurance space. And as you mentioned at the beginning, uh, I worked for Safeco and I built their social media training program for bricks and clicks with a guy who, it's funny, when I look back on my time at Safeco, I would say Mick Thornton, who was kind of my cohort in crime with that. And he's still one of the most impactful people that I work with there, but we had the opportunity to then help personal lines producers and agencies figure out how do you use social media at the agency level? Well, that was awesome, right? Met thousands of agencies, thousands of producers, went all over the nation, got to really see the front row seat to pain and, and the wins. Um, fast forward a couple more years, as you said, the Hartford lured me away to build their national training program, but it was more social selling. So it was commercial producers. How do you use social media at the production level not just for marketing at the agency. And 
again, a lot more consulting, workshops, mm -hmm. learning. I mean, I was learning way more than I was ever sharing, but my whole thing was I would say, okay, here's, you know, here's what the roadmap looks like. And then here's some outside third-party companies that can help you do that. And in the process of all that, I discovered a gap, a gap that no one was solving. And I looked around for a solution. I couldn't find one. And eventually I realized if I really want to man up and serve the industry, maybe I was the best suited person to fill that gap. And so that's how Boss Social was born. And it's great. And, and it's funny how social selling and just basically the use of social platforms to better further your brand or however you want to say it uh, has been that that's not an insurance that that's a that's a that's any industry right I mean that's that's working in any industry but I want obviously this is your industry this is where you I mean you you know insurance you know that you know you know who's listening in on this our agencies our producers our CSRs anybody you know the carriers all of the different cohorts that we have that listen into the show um so here's what I want to do today. So everybody kind of knows what we're doing. So we're going to kind of go through social selling at the agency level and what that looks like, what sort of the new baseline is on that. We're going to give you five uh, hacks for producers. Uh, we're going to then kind of talk about a systematic process and approach, and then kind of finish with, with kind of Brett's, you know, oomph on it. Like how do you, how do you take, what do you need to do to take it to that next level? The cool thing about what Brett's going to do for you as well is the end here will give you some links to ways that you can get some of these resources, like just from listening in. So awesome that he's here. Let's dig in. All right, Brett, agency level social selling. Talk to me about what is what has become the new baseline or what agencies that aren't need to be looking at as a baseline or what I like to call table stakes as it relates to their social interaction, their social selling abilities. It's, it's really the key to being successful in the space from my experience has been owning up to one reality. And that is that the expectations of the buyer and the ex expectations of the seller are not very aligned, right? The buyer says, I wanna go online to take care of this problem. The seller says, hey, let's meet in my office and we can solve this problem. <laughs> so when you, you look at this, disconnect then we have to say okay how do we solve for this i i saw some data the other day i think it said 45 percent of life insurance buyers are hoping to complete the entire process online without talking to a person and then on the other hand you got some pia data that just came out that says 75 percent of insurance professionals are over 50 i think it was 44 percent or over 60 so all of a sudden at this high level we have to understand what's going on here and you know i talk about i kind of solve for a gap this isn't the gap I solve. We all know this gap exists, right? We've got to figure out how to meet our buyers where they are. So I found that there's a metaphor that really kind of helps us make sense. And you've probably heard it before and that's that of the digital native versus the digital immigrant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think whatever we grew up with, we're native to that, right? So for me, that was like, I got a record player with an eight track built into it when I was a kid, you know? And But for my kids, right, they've gone, my kids get streaming music. Well, I had to immigrate to cassette, to CD, to MP3, and then now streaming music. So I'm a digital immigrant to certain technologies and native to others. And so when it comes to social media, if the majority of our space, agency owners, and a lot of our production are digital immigrants, then we have to acknowledge that we are learning something new here, adapting social media 
I, I like the digital immigrant metaphor because it's kind of like saying, I grew up an American and, and now all of a sudden I woke up and I'm in France. Right. It's different, the language different. And so at the agency level, we understand, okay, we got to solve for this. We've got to be where our buyers are, but what do we do? We, we hire a digital native to come in and show us how to do it. And it's kind of like hiring, you know, a French tour guide to come in and teach you how to quit living like an American and start living like a Parisian. And mm -hmm. for most producers and even agency owners, we're not willing to give that up. And so the gap that really is key here is acknowledging how do we implement the use of social media without giving up our identity that we've built for 20, 30 years. And, and there is a way to do that. So if I want to utilize social media, we have to come up with some new definitions. The digital immigrant and the digital native doesn't work. We have to add what I call the digital tourist, right? So the digital okay. tourist is someone who says, okay, I'm gonna keep my idea. I'm gonna still sell the way I sell. I'm gonna use all of this experience I have for my whole life, but I've gotta figure out how to integrate the use of social media and like I, we kind of use the term hacks, ways to integrate it into my existing social media marketing plan for the agency or my social selling plan for production as a producer. And that's really where we get into the difference. And once you understand that, then all of a sudden it gets a little bit easier. Now, of course, there's one more group and that is, you know, you always talk to someone and you say, hey, you know, are you guys using social media at your agency? And they say, oh, no, no, we, we actually just live off of referrals. Right, you hear that? Yes. So, yes. And yes. I think I've, well, I've heard that just a few times, just a couple. Yeah. So, so I say, okay. Well, here's the scenario, right? Um, let's say I'm a consumer. Whether I doesn't matter what kind of insurance I need, but I need insurance. So, what am I going to do? I talk to a couple of my buddies. I get three or four names of people that help them. I got the referrals. What am I going to do next? You know, it doesn't matter if I'm a digital native or a digital immigrant. If I, I have a smartphone, yep. I'm going online to check those people out. Right. And so then the question becomes, what happens? And so for the, for the agencies that are saying, oh, we're only referral-based, and I, maybe I'm a little too hard-nosed on this, but you're really not in the game anymore because when you go online, they're going to pick the solution or they're going to be engaged by the agencies that are utilizing that technology to build that engagement and, and I, I would say, if we're honest, let's look at the number of referrals you're getting now versus, you know, you were getting three years ago, five years ago. And so, so for them, I would say they're not even digital tourists. They're kind of, you know, maybe you call them a digital foreigner, right? Like, yeah. I know it's over there, but, you know, I'm not even going there. Well, so I want to, I want to, I want to go back to something you said, which I think is interesting when you mentioned, you know, that the, they're, they're afraid of losing their identity or maybe their, their personality or who they are. By, by this, you know, this transition or this, you know, this this change or at least the the acknowledgement that that us as digital immigrants need to change our ways in certain at certain in certain aspects of what we're talking about. But here's my point that I would say, and I'd love to hear your let, let me make the point and then let me get your feedback on it. But my point to it would be, you're not having to change anything. It's still you, and it needs your social personality needs to be who you are. No one's asking you to change who you are as a human or the way you put yourself out there. You're just doing it in a more social manner, in a more uh, native way to so many more people in this that, that are potential prospects, are your customers, are the children of your customers. So to me, it's not like, I, I hear that too. It's like, well, that's not who I am. 
I'm not asking you to change who you are. I'm asking you to tell everybody who you are through a different, through a different medium. Does that, does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, so I totally agree with that. The way I explain it is it used to be, you had a lead, you made an appointment. And when you sat down with them, you, told, you know, you answered their questions, you built rapport, you develop that trust with them in real time. And obviously it's so much easier to do that in real time than it is through a series of videos and articles, sure. things like that. But if we're going online as a consumer to get these questions answered, the, the shift here is about acknowledging that we have to build trust with them online to win out the, what Google calls the zero moments of truth we need to be able to establish rapport, build trust with them there, kind of vicariously, right? We're not actually there. It's, it's right. content we've created or we've got sales funnels or whatever these things are. And then that allows them to start feeling like they know us, right? Just like if you watch the same news channel every night, like the, you know, the weather guy, you're like, that guy's weird. And then the sports guy, you're like, oh, I would barbecue with him, you know, anytime. Because we feel like we know them, but they right. don't know us. But we have to... And I don't want to say effect is in disingenuous, but we have to take those key things that attract our best clients to us, make them transparent on the web through content that they can access to start building that rapport. So that way we then in the end still, like you said, we're not changing. We're just moving some of the initial relationship building and content answering some of that stuff online. So, you know, if I wanted to figure out who Rick Fox was, I know I can go up on the internet, I can watch some YouTube videos, I can read some articles, I can scroll through your Facebook and I can get a pretty good idea of who you are. Right. And that's, and then I'm gonna say, hey, he's like me. Or I, you know, I like that. I remember, well, I don't know if I should go into the story, but I remember once I was talking to a high executive at one of the carriers I worked for and I was trying to sell them on social, um, social selling. And they, they were like, you know what? This is, you know, I, I don't know if I buy into this. <laughs> you know, total digital immigrant, right? Yep. Like, let's pretend that this will go away. You know, let's just hope. And, and this was, of course, a while ago. But I, before that call, I looked him up on Facebook and I saw like pictures of their grandkids playing hockey and I saw a bunch of horses. And I remember saying to her, I said, you know, if I wanted to build rapport with you, I would probably just have to talk about little kids and hockey and horses. And maybe I would have your attention. And I remember she like freaked out on the phone. She was like, how do you know that about me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I just looked at your Facebook and, and it was so funny because she would not go any further in the conversation until I taught her how to lock down her Facebook page. So oh, funny. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you know, as digital immigrants, we don't know how to use the technology as much and things like that. And I always say, keep your nose clean. You don't never publish anything that you wouldn't right. want to see. But, but the truth is there's so much evidence online that allows us to have, I always think it's Velcro, you know, sticky things that we can we can find out about our prospects and our clients and help them and build that rapport online. So, you know, just, we kind of become that, that news reporter or that, you know, the, the sports guy that they feel like they know us. Mm -hmm. And when we do that and we orchestrate that, it takes so much less time than it seems like when you're first looking at it. I don't know if you remember the movie um, Ocean's 11, not the first oh. one where they burned all the money, but the second version when mm -hmm. it was like Brad Pitt and yeah. the, George Clooney, right? They're in, they're in like this guy's apartment. They're, they're explaining like, we're going to go in and we're going to rob these three casinos. And there's like this old guy named Saul who says, yep. well, wait a minute. You know, once we get past the alarms and the Uzis and everything, how are we going to get out? And they're like, oh, we're just going to walk out. Yeah. 
And you're all like, there's no way. And then you watch the rest of the movie and you see exactly how it happens. And you think, oh, mystery solved. That's kind of what this experience is like for most agency owners that they're like, there's, I don't understand how to do it. But once I lay it out and I show them all the pieces, the mystery disappears and you realize, oh, okay, I'm just moving my sales conversation to earlier. So it's online. Okay. They're able to build that trust with me and we're able to you know, to do such better lead generation. And, and we can, and I'll show you guys in our tips here, how to get referrals from your existing clients by leveraging this again, not giving up who you are and becoming this other person. Like if you hire a, you know, 27 year old social media expert to come in, they only know what it's like to be a digital native. And so it's very difficult in most of those situations for them to, you know, even look up from their screen while they're talking to you, but it's right. difficult for them to really appreciate that difference. And so one of the biggest gaps that we have to solve here is saying, okay, as a producer, how do we, I guess I said this already, how do we integrate social media to, to scale our way of selling, not to give it up and do something that feels very foreign. You don't have to do that. And once we lay it out, you're like, oh, okay. And I, I think that's, that. a, that's, that's a great segue into producers hacks. So let, let me, let me put a bow on that part because I think it's crucial that we just say like, look, that like no one is forcing you to do anything, but the world is different than it was a minute ago or a month ago. And especially than it was say 14 months ago uh, before everything changed. So, so, but this is the way customers your whole business is based on you having customers this is the way your customers want they want to trust you they want to know you they want to experience part of what you are value adding for them which is an, a social presence and so if i'm a producer now and, I, and i'm whether i'm let's just say i'm a digital immigrant or, or or i'm not but you've got five hacks for me right now that, that sort of get the ball rolling or if I'm doing some things to add to them. So let's just go one by one. Uh, okay, number one, go. Okay, and, and here's what I've done for you. I've actually set up, so when I explain the, the what, and I'll tell you why, I'll give you how you can apply it as an agency, if you're the, you know, the principal, how you can apply it as a producer. And, and in both those categories, how you can apply it, whether you're brand new to this or if you're a seasoned veteran. Like I'll, I'll give you all that in a hopefully very compressed piece of time here. So, so the first thing that you need to do is you need to actually, I mean, this is gonna make so much sense, right? You need to put content that is your content on the web so they can see it when they check you out, right? They're checking you out. So you've got to publish articles. And again, if you're a little more advanced or you're a little bit more of a native, you're more comfortable saying, let's put some video out there. And, and the reason you're doing this is because your, you know, your prospects have questions. And so you yeah. just have to go answer them. Yeah. And then you have to do it in, in such a way that it shows you as their guide, that it, that it infuses you as, you know, you're Yoda, they're Luke Skywalker. They're trying to figure out how to use the force. So you're saying, okay, look, here's how to solve this problem. And you align yourself as the guide. You show them that you're like them, that you've been where they want to be and that you can trust them. And so when you do it with that, that angle, it's totally genuine, but it, it shows them kind of a path. And so if you're an agent, obviously that's blog posts, YouTube videos. If you're a pro, I would say, then you're gonna be using like lead magnets and sales funnels and you'll know what that means. Um, if you're a producer, 
you might have an, an agency website that they'll let you blog on. But the thing is, is LinkedIn is a blogging platform as well as a, as a, a social network. Most people just go onto LinkedIn and they create little posts or mostly actually they just reshare other people's content. But what people don't realize is you can create articles and the articles, you can embed video, you can put pictures and bolted lists and headings and all that stuff. So if you're a producer and you say, you know what, I know my buyer's journey. I know that they're always asking these five questions. You can create content, whether it's a, like say an article or just turn your phone on yourself and record it, upload it to YouTube, embed it into LinkedIn. You now have content that's publicly facing the whole world. What's great about LinkedIn articles is they're not hidden behind the login. So Google ranks them very high for SEO. And so you can actually just find that content very easily. So I would say the first one is you've got to publish content. You've got to feel comfortable sharing that. And I would say there's probably four kinds of content. Like I just said, FAQs, you need to share, uh, I call it day in the life. Um, there's a guy named Russell Brunson. He calls it the Seinfeld sequence, but basically just means you've got to let people see your day to day. And so you're going to have fun stories and things like that. You can share that. You also have aha moments that really define who you are and why you sell the way you do or why you conduct business the way you do. So you've got to allow some transparency and let people see that. And of course, there's a whole nother level of how do you do that effectively, but that's the what you've got to do that. So that's the first thing I would say is know that if you're going to compete, you've got to get your presence online through through something published. I love that. And 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 if you're if you're dipping your toes in, a good starting point in LinkedIn would be to share other people's content. That's at least the starting point. Because it is hard to just all, you know, wake up one morning and say, I'm gonna write and I'm gonna write my own blog or I'm gonna write my article. But that, but Brett's right, that is where you need to end up. That's where you need to get and you need to get there soon if you want to make that, you want to make that leap. Number two, go. Okay, so, so they're going to check you out, right? And, and I'll, I'll add on to what you just said. I know we got to keep this compressed, but just start tracking the questions you get. If you just track the questions you receive and you say, oh, after a month, man, I'm answering like three questions over and over again, that becomes your to-do item. That becomes your list of what you should publish about because you know that's what you're being asked the most and it's going to have the most scalability on the web. So you can write that content or find, like you said, other people's content that ask, answers that. But so, so the second thing you got to do is just complete and optimize your LinkedIn profile because they're going to check you out, right? Whether they see the content or they're just Googling your name. The second most popular page on a website or the most looked at website pages is the about us page because that's the name of the page that has all the producers on it. You know, one of the biggest problems we have with social media marketing is we do all this stuff at the agency level, but we don't do anything for the producers. But it's people Googling the names of the producers that's bringing people to the website and we're not leveraging that. And so your LinkedIn profile, and obviously there's a lot of ways you can do that. One of the things that I want to give you guys at the end of this call is I'll just, you know, let the cat out of the bag. I want to give you a kind of cool cheat sheet or a scorecard that allows you to know what types of things to optimize. But it, the main thing is, is you've got to have a call to action that's going to direct them deeper into your world and, uh, and know that the LinkedIn really is the modern Rolodex, right? It's how yeah. people check yep. you out. So, so not a lot to say there other than just do no, it. No, and I think that one's maybe, resources. That, that one to me, Brett, is number one. Like, like that should be as soon as you get done with this podcast, go down, you know, get get into LinkedIn and start doing those things. And your your cheat sheet or uh, checklist will be really helpful for them. Okay, give me number three. Okay, so within the LinkedIn profile, there's a part that a lot of people overlook, and it's the featured section. And so what I would like to say is, if you created content 
that answers their questions, or let's say at the agency level, right? Let's say your website has 300 pages and you look at your data, you know, you get your IT guy, look at the data and you realize that you've got all these calls to action, all these fill out the forms and all these type of things. And you might have four pages that are converting or one or two pages are converting way better than everyone else, all the others. Then the featured section on LinkedIn is a really great place to put a link to that content that you know is going to, you know, the FAQ stuff is going to answer the questions the most or your website pages that are going to convert the best because you're driving traffic to your best. Like people always drive people to the front door of their website, right? Here's the front door. Well, it might be that buried in there is a page that's really converting or it's really ranking well for Google. So you want to get as much traffic to the best content you have on the web. And so I would say that as a producer, if you've shot that video or you've created some content, make sure you take the time to feature that stuff. So when people come to your profile and they check it out, they're most likely to pick these big pictures, you know, whether it's a video or a picture or a video, I mean, a, an article, you know, they can find that quickly. So I would say, don't forget to add items in your featured section. Most people forget to do that. Perfect. All right. So that's, so let me just do a quick recap. We're going to share articles and videos on LinkedIn. We're going to optimize our profile. We're going to use to take advantage of the featured section. Number four, go Brett. Okay. So I'm going to tell you four and five together, but we'll go through them one at a time. Four and five is how to generate more leads because that's what we really want. And number five is how to get more referrals from your clients. So let's talk about how you can use LinkedIn to get more leads. The, I, I said earlier, LinkedIn is kind of like the new Rolodex, right? It's got all your connections in there. But what LinkedIn really is, is this repository, this database chuck full of everybody's information. And the crazy thing about LinkedIn is like, I can't, you know, in the old days, I couldn't walk into your office, Rick, and say, hey, can I peek at your Rolodex? But on LinkedIn, we totally can. Like, I can go see. Most people don't know how to hide their connections. So I go into LinkedIn, and I can see who all your connections are. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. So true. when it comes to generating leads, the more people I'm connected with, I can use their really powerful search feature to go out and find more people like that. And, and a lot of times I can connect those people to the people I know so I can make a warm introduction, right? I yep. say, hey, you know, um, found someone. I think they're really interesting. You know, how do you know them? And so, so using the, the search feature, you can find your ideal client within an industry. You know, if you know, you know, I, I would say think of your top five favorite clients. Like, why do you love them? Why do they love you? You know, what if you could have five more like that? Well, let's figure out, you know, part of the process I teach people is let's figure out why they like you so we can make that transparent, but also what do you like about them? Why do you like serving that kind of business or that kind of person? So then we go to LinkedIn and instead of just like licking, licking stamps on, you know, postcards sending out to the whole zip code, we're going to actually isolate the key people or the key positions at certain types of businesses. And we're going to start engaging with them specifically to build rapport and engage with them. And, and LinkedIn, you just can't do it any better way than with LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn does have the sales navigator and I'm not, I don't work for LinkedIn or anything like that, but I would say that you'll get to a point with the free version of LinkedIn when you really start doing this, that eventually you'll, it's worth, uh, I don't know, 800 bucks a year or whatever to get their, their basically a better interface into that database. So you can really, really dig deep and find leads. So, so leads, finding leads through LinkedIn is, is a very powerful thing. Plus, once you get it all set up, it actually just tells you. Like you can actually have, even in the free version, three saved searches 
So every Friday you get an email that says, hey, here's five more people that match your search type yeah. and it's working for you. So that's awesome. And then, and then, okay, so that's all five. I mean, you kind of basically touched both of them right there. So let, let, me, let me recap them for everybody. And then I want to get to, to my next point. Uh, okay, so we share articles and videos on LinkedIn. So basically this, this is, be, let, let's, let's kind of bucket them all, which is LinkedIn, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, it, you need to be using it for what it's there. Like you need to be taking advantage of the opportunities that are within th that universe, within that community. So it's share articles and videos on LinkedIn. That's number one. Number two, optimize your profile. Make sure you have a call to action, headline tag. Number three, make sure you're using your featured section. Number four, are you using the search functionality correctly to find leads? And number five, hack their connections on LinkedIn ahead of meetings. Understand what's going on, where it works, things like that. Okay, so shifting gears to this is a lot of information. We just, we just ran through a lot of information. Great information, but if I'm one of these people that's uh, like, nervous or doesn't quite know how to get started or to your point i just landed in france and i don't speak the language um i need a systematic process or approach to doing this what would that look like so you're gonna have you're gonna have the agency level solution and you're gonna have the producer level solution we do we want to talk about one over the other or both i'd say both okay so at the agency level, really what we're going to do is incorporate some specific processes that are going to allow us to, to get this up and running, right? We're going to build this machine that's going to identify who our key clients are or, you know, how do we want to grow our business? What's the content we need to put? And then we're going to utilize some tools. And this is probably a little bit more sophisticated than the average person can do to set up a series of lead magnets and sales funnels and email campaigns. But your social media manager, that's, you know, that's what they do. That's, that's what I do. They come in and show you how to do all that stuff. So you've got to set that up. So you know, right, you're, you know, number one, I look great online. Number two, I'm attracting my ideal client. And number three, I've got a system in place that's, that's driving them to me and helping me make that. So at the high level, that is what you do. At the technical level, you, most people need to hire it out. Right. You're not going to your job isn't to become a social media. Right. You know, at, at the producer level, you may not have an agency that has that stuff put together. And so one of the things that I like to do is say, OK, you know, let's leverage a 20 rule. What is, you know, the 10 or 20 percent of effort that's going to get me the biggest return? And so, for example, if you guys aren't familiar with the lead magnet, right, that's you've got a piece of content, right? 17 things to know about insuring a vacation property. And then you get their email and then that puts them into this funnel where you're going to build a relationship with them over time, share different things with them. Well, the producer's like, I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't have time to do that. But you can actually through just YouTube videos and your LinkedIn articles, you can actually set that whole system up without using an email um, solution or any of that stuff. So there are some ways that we can hack at that um, and whether, you know, if you're a digital native and I share these things, you're like, oh, dude, I can totally do that. And it's not gonna take that much time. If, if you're a digital immigrant, then you might say, I don't know if I want to learn how to do this, but I know I can hire it out, right? Whether it's my CSR or my nephew who owes me a favor, right? <laughs> Whatever that is. So, <laughs> so, so the situation here is you've got to put together a, a, 
your presence. So you got to take some specific steps to make sure you look good online. You've got to understand your personal brand at the producer level. So why do people like working with you? And you're going to create some content to allow people to see that and attract your right kind of client. And then you're going to put together, like say at the agency level, probably a more sophisticated series of sales funnels or on as an individual, you're going to kind of hack the system. They actually just came out with a new tool called Roof Funnels. I'm still investigating. It seems like it could be a bit of a tulip you know, bulb kind of scenario. But what's cool about it is it allows you to, at a producer level to have a free version of a sales funnel building system. It's totally free that they could put up to like three funnels on their own. So I know that sounds like you're going, Brett, you've lost me. That's way too much, right? I don't know how to do those things. And so I think you've got to say, okay, just remember your goal is to get who you are out on the web in such a way that they can feel it to choose you to get that appointment. And so yeah. these are all things that are, that are focused on that goal. Okay, so I, I think this is, I, Brett, this is great. I mean, I, I, I will say, yeah, there's probably some people out there right now that are like, whoa, that was a lot. That was a lot of information. And what I love about your approach to it, Brett, is you're super passionate about it. And you know all the things that so many people are afraid, afraid of change or afraid to try new things. So I think this is a great sort of, um, you know, a playbook for them to use as a starting point. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the, 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 the free resources you're willing to give them here as they do this that are sort of about what we're talking about. So tell me about that and where, where we can get that stuff. Okay. So the first one is I've got a LinkedIn scorecard that has 10 tactics that will wow your referrals and prospects when they check you out. So you're saying, okay, I need to look good online. What do I do? Look at that. What's cool is it tells you what to do, but it also has links to actually the how-to instructions on how to do every single one of those. So it's not just like, there's, there's no upsell to this. It's just exactly what it is to give you. I, I kind of thought about it and I was like, I love Vertifor. Rick is awesome. Like, let's give their audience the best stuff we can. And this gives you exactly what you need to be able to make sure your LinkedIn looks good. The Thank second you. thing That's is, awesome. is, and we kind of glazed over it because we, you know, because of time and stuff, but like how this one's called how it's a how-to tutorial to get more referrals from your existing clients when you meet with them. So if you're going to be preparing to, you know, who are you meeting today? Let's, it's basically a tutorial to show you how to go into LinkedIn, find out who they're connected with that you could bring up during that, you know, instead of saying, Hey, do you know anyone I could help? You can say, Hey, I know it's on LinkedIn, you know, this guy named Rick and he just seems like, you know, an ideal client for me. And, and then you can get more referrals from that. So it walks yeah. you through the steps. And I actually did some video capturing in LinkedIn so you can see exactly how to do it. And then the third thing is, is I just would love to give you guys uh, as listeners access to our private boss social Facebook users group. So normally this is just for people who have bought my services and things like that. But I just know that you guys, I mean, you're using Vertiforce products, AMS 36, you're using this stuff. So so you are the right kind of people to take advantage of everything we do in there. So it's a great place to just mingle with other insurance professionals that are forward thinking, but it also I do lives in there and I share a lot of tactics and things like that. So I want to give you guys, it's kind of a private link. I want to give you guys access to that so you can get in and just have that open resource for you. There's just a ton of stuff in there. That is awesome. So what we'll do here is if you, if you clicked on this podcast somewhere in the, the, the words that led up to it, 
there'll be a link for you there. Also, I would say, would the best way for people to reach you, Brett, would be that, would that be through LinkedIn to send you a direct message, connect with you and send you a direct message to get some of this other stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. I mean, just Google Brett on social media and click on any of those things and I'll find you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, this is awesome. I love this. Appreciate you, you know, being supportive of, of our customers and, and giving, giving away some stuff that's, that's going to help them because this is, this is it. I mean, it's 2021. It's time to do all these things. So we do appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for being a guest and um, it's great information. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Very welcome. My pleasure. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I do want to make sure that you are connected not only with Brett Allen on LinkedIn, but myself, Rick Fox, make sure that we are connected. We share a lot of good content there. It's where you can find uh, all the latest podcasts as I post them. And also make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and also go to vertifor.com, go to the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. That's where you get bonus content and some really cool stuff. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks again to Brett Allen. Uh, look in the the, uh, the write-up for this podcast for some of the links and also go find him on LinkedIn and get some of that stuff that he's offering up to help you make that next move and become that social stud that you want to be. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you Thank next you time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at vertifor.